Ever heard a saying, don't judge a book by its cover? Well, the truth is a book's cover tells you so much about it. So you absolutely should judge a book by its cover because your readers, they definitely will. That's why on this week's episode of the School for Writers podcast, we're delving into how to choose a cover for your book that will grab your ideal reader's attention among the, all the other books on the shelf. Welcome to School for Writers, where we help you ditch that starving, tortured artist cliche and thrive. No more struggling over whether your story is good enough or wondering if your voice deserves to be heard. It's time to step into the power of telling your story to the world. I'm your host, Lauren Marie Fleming, and I'm a book-obsessed, queer, fat, witchy, divinely loud woman. And I know what it's like to have society tell you to sit down and shut up. But I'm here to tell you that you've been silenced for far too long. School for Writers was created to help you push through doubt and fear so you can stop procrastinating and start writing because the world needs your story now more than ever. Welcome to School for Writers. Let's get to it. Are you a sellout if you want to make money off your art? About six years ago, I was teaching my Jumpstart Your Writing Routine workshop to a packed house at UCLA when someone raised her hand and said, I don't want to spoil my art by making money off of it. And you know what? I agreed. If you focus solely on making money, your art will suffer. That is true. But you know what's also true? You cannot make art without resources. This idea we have that art has to be made from suffering and that artists need to be starving is total bullshit. Yes, beautiful art has been made by people in pain, but so too has beautiful art been made from places of joy, love, and gratitude. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of suffering for my art. I choose to thrive, which is why I am offering my Jumpstart Your Writing Routine workshop for free for a limited time on June 16th. You can sign up to join me at schoolforwriters.com slash writing career. As a creative entrepreneur, you are a business person. You create products, you're writing, and you sell those products to people. Does that mean selling out? Absolutely not. What it does mean is taking time to create. It is your job after all, focusing on quality over quantity and getting real about your finances. It means ditching what other people tell you to do, honing in on what you want to accomplish and doing the work to get there. And that work starts with signing up for my free Jumpstart Your Writing Routine workshop on June 16th. You can do that at schoolforwriters.com slash writingcareer. This is a workshop that I usually charge $500 for, and I've even charged up to $5,000 to come to a retreat with me teaching this, but I'm offering it for free this one time only. So you definitely wanna make sure that you grab yourself a spot right now at schoolforwriters.com slash writingcareer. That link, it's also in the show notes. Because you've suffered enough as an artist, it is time to thrive. I'll see you June 16th and sign up today at schoolforwriters.com slash writingcareer. Welcome back to the School for Writers podcast. Today, we're talking about one of the most exciting parts of the publishing process, choosing your book's cover. People, they do judge a book by its cover, so it can be hard to decide what your cover should look like. The goal here is not to try to please everybody, but instead focus on what your ideal reader would look for in a cover of a book. 
Notice we're focusing on your ideal reader, not somebody that you love in your life or some random person you ask on the internet, but the person who you most want to pick up your book. For example, my sister and I have very different tastes. What would make her go, yuck, no thank you, would make me go, ee, yes, this looks amazing. Go with what your ideal reader would love to pick up. So how do you know what your ideal reader will love? First, ask yourself what you would pick up. You are, or at least should be, your ideal reader. I know a lot of people challenge me when I say this, but if you don't think of yourself as your ideal reader, then think again. First off, why write a book that you wouldn't want to read? Second, you're going to actually have to read it about a million times, so you might as well choose something that you like. Third, it's probably going to be on your bookshelf, so it might as well be something that you like looking at and are proud of displaying. And fourth, there is no way to not put your own spin, opinions, belief, and worldviews into your book, so you should just accept that you are your ideal reader. So with that in mind, what would you pick up? Do you like images on the cover or just words? Do you love steamy romance with big, hunky male models? Or do you prefer cartoon characters doing hilarious things? Do you go for dark and gloomy covers or bright and inviting? Take your preferences and write them down. Yes, write them down. Then after that, I want you to go to a local bookstore or a library or look at wherever you look at books and ask yourself what already exists in this genre. Look at the fonts, colors, and images that are being used in books like yours. Are they bright and bold? Are they whimsical? Are they flirty? Are they mysterious? Yes, it would be fun to break the genre mold and have something completely different. But remember, people judge a book by its cover. And oftentimes readers scan whether a book is even going to be something that they like or like similar books like they do without just like reading it all about it, just looking at the cover. In the same way I'd be drawn to a cover with two girls kissing on it, my sister, who dislikes romance, would be turned off by that. And in the same way she'd love a photo of historical figures on her book cover, I, as someone who's not really a fan of historical fiction, would be turned off. This isn't the place to reinvent the wheel. This is the place to use the wheel to get you to where you want to go, which is in the hands of a reader who purchased your book. Here are some things to think about when creating a book cover. You want to think about the styles of the books already in the genre. What fonts do they use? What colors do they use? What images are they using or not using? You want to think about the format and size that your publishing entity requires. If you're self-publishing this, look and see what Amazon or Barnes & Noble or BookBaby or wherever you're using, what they want for that size. Because books tend to run in the same size. There's trade paperback, there's mass market paperback fiction, there's hardcover, there's so many different formatting. So think about the size that your book has to be before you start to create the cover. If you have a series or you're planning on writing multiple books, which I hope you do, you wanna think about maybe continuity among your books. How can they all sit together on a shelf and look like they're all the same voice, part of you? Or if you by chance wrote a bunch in one genre and you're trying to change genres, you could purposely break that continuity. You also wanna think about that little tiny thumbnail size that's online. Most people look at these days and make sure that it is impactful even at that tiny little size. 
And then you also want to be able to make it square for audiobooks. Audiobooks are a great way to both make more money because you can charge more for them and to get your books to people like me who absolutely love audiobooks or other people who might not be able to read but prefer audiobooks. Now, you can do this on your own, but I highly suggest thinking about hiring a professional for this. Using a professional graphic designer who specializes in book covers, isn't just a random graphic designer, but specializes in book covers of the genre that you're writing in is the best way to get the highest quality cover that will gain the attention of your ideal reader. Here are some places where you can hire professional help. You can go to a hybrid publisher like Scribe Media or She Writes Press. You can use Book Baby, Z. There's also Fiverr and 9to9designs. Or you can ask your writers group. And if you need a writers group, come and join the School for Writers Academy, our exclusive writers group. We can help you find a graphic designer for your book. Find more about the Academy at schoolforwriters.com academy. Now, if you'd rather do it on your own, maybe you're a graphic designer or maybe you're in a rush or maybe your budget is tight right now, you can design it on your own using Photoshop or InDesign. You can also use templates from places like Adobe Spark or Canva. In fact, I've used Canva templates for quick, easy eBooks that I'm trying to get out in the world fast for my clients. There's also DIY book covers or book design templates. There's so many options out there. So if you are looking to go fast and rapid, get it out there right away, or you're on a really tight budget or you're a graphic designer yourself, it is possible to make it your own. However, to get the most impact and look the most professional, it is really nice to hire a professional book graphic designer. Here are some things I want you to think about when you're designing your book. One, Make your title and your subtitle really bold and legible. That is the most important part of your cover. So you want to make sure it's readable and legible at both the thumbnail size and the main size. Two, simpler is better. Do not overcrowd your design. I've lived in Mexico multiple times in my life, and I love Mexican cover design of their books. It is so, so simple. In fact, in the United States, we would think it would look almost amateur, but I actually love how simple and easy it is for me to understand what the book's about, to see the bold title, to see the author's name, and one simple little photo to get us through. I love that simple, clean design. But it's not just me. If you have a super crowded cover, it's difficult for people to understand what the book title is, what it's about, and who it's from. So don't overcrowd it. Let your title and your name and your subtitle be the stars of the show. Number three, I also suggest to stick to one solid main cover on the spine if possible. If you've ever looked behind me or you've looked at bookstagram or anything, a lot of people, they like to color coordinate their spines. And so that can be a great way to like be in the color coordinated spine section of people's personal libraries. It also is just so much easier to read a book if you have a solid background with just one color or maybe a gradient of color, something really simple and easy for someone to read as they're going down the bookstore and not even seeing the front, just seeing the spine of your book. Four, don't forget the back. The back of the book is also super important. You want to have some testimonials and quotes if possible. You want to have a short summary of the book. In the inside flap, you wanna have your author's bio. So don't forget the back of the book and the flaps. You wanna have the whole thing look put together and polished. Now, when it comes time to formatting the image, whatever image you decide to use for your book cover, it changes depending on where you're publishing or printing your book. 
Ebooks have different rules in print, which have different rules than audiobooks. There are so many rules out there, too many to list. Every printer has dozens of options, but most are going to require you to have a PDF with some bleed area, which means that you have a bit of a buffer around the outside to make sure that your image is printed without being cut off or leaving any white space. If you use a company like BookBaby, they can help you with all of those logistics, but each printer or on-demand printing house, if you're self-publishing, will have its own requirements posted on their website and a team to help you through the process. Now, if you're traditionally publishing, your team will do all of this for you, and also, chances are, in traditional publishing, you're not going to get much of a say in your cover. It's actually one of the reasons I know people like to go with self-publishing, is they get to own the whole cover process themselves. Now, throughout this whole process, don't get bogged down by the size requirements and the pixels and the PDF and the bleed area and all these little things. Throughout the process, it's so important to have fun. Yes, a book cover is a big deal and it will definitely help you sell your book, but it's also a super fun process to go through and it helps make your book even more real. In fact, as I'm writing books and if I find myself stuck, sometimes I'll make a fake book cover on a place like Canva and print it out for myself so I can have it on my wall and be like, this book's real, keep working on it. In my Write Your Freaking Book Already program, I print out covers sometimes for my clients when they're struggling because I want them to see their book as real. Your book cover is a great way to make it real. So yes, wait for the final book cover till your book is written. But if you're looking for some inspiration right now, go to canva.com or similar websites that have free templates for books and make yourself a random book cover for your book as inspiration. And if this all feels just so overwhelming, don't be afraid to get professional help. There are so many people out there who are willing to help you, so don't hesitate to reach out for help. And if you want help finding help, join us at the School for Writers Academy, where we can help you with all the aspects that you need of building a writing career, including finding support. You can join us at schoolforwriters.com academy. Okay, to recap today's episode, yes, people do judge a book by its cover, so make sure your cover is attracting the right person. Two, you want to appeal to your ideal reader. You want to use a designer or at least a professional template for books. Don't forget the back, spine, and barcode. And have fun, which also includes asking for help when you need it. If you feel overwhelmed, reach out to professional help. When you do create a book cover, let us know, share it with us. Tag us at School for Writers on social media or send it to us in our DMs. We would love, love, love to see it. Enjoy your book cover design and happy writing. Hello, Michelle here again. And today's recommendation is the book, All the Light You Cannot See by Anthony Dower. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that name, so I'm sorry if I got that wrong. But it's a really beautiful historical fiction novel that takes place during World War II. And the main character is on an island that's kind of all walled in but the nazis are are coming they're headed there and the main character is also blind so she's trying to figure out how to save herself from the nazi invasion it's really beautifully written there's another main character who is a young man who is um part of one of the armies i believe Uh, i can't remember if it's british or american but i 
I know he's not part of the German army. So another one of the characters is a young man who is in the military and he is also trying to flee and not be in the fighting any longer. And so it's it's really beautiful how it shifts between those two stories and then how they become connected at different points in the book. So again, All the Light We Cannot See, written by Anthony Dower. And please purchase this using the link in the show notes so that you can help support a local bookstore. Yay! You just finished another episode of the School for Writers podcast. Woohoo! Go you! Did you know that we're more than just a podcast? School for Writers is a full-service support team helping you to get your story out into the world. Here are three ways you can get even more writerly inspiration and education. Number one, subscribe. It's so easy. All you got to do is click that little subscribe button down below wherever you listen or watch the School for Writers podcast. That not only guarantees that you don't miss another episode, but it also helps support our continuation of this show. Number two, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest at School for Writers. Every day we post helpful tips and tools like journaling prompts, reading recommendations, and live interviews with inspiring experts. Number three, visit schoolforwriters.com where you can check out past episodes, join a writing program, and get even more tips, tools, and inspiration to support your writing life. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our Write More Challenge, a 10-day program to help you jumpstart your writing routine. Thanks again for supporting School for Writers. We'll see you next episode. School for Writers is produced by me, Lauren Marie Fleming, with editing and support from Samantha Olivares. All rights reserved by Las Maestras LLC. Our music is De Lejos by Ilabamba. Check them out on Spotify. Big thanks to the team at Terrorbird and big thanks to Kristen Hozak. And of course, a massive thank you to you, the listener. Now put down this podcast already and go write. I'll see you in the next episode.